Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're talking about something that's really, really important. The title is, What Do I Do When They're Wrong? So, first of all, let me preface this with, this is coming from me from a position of, I have had to learn some hard lessons over the years, and I am still working on this. So when I'm giving you these tips and strategies, please know that this is something that I have wrestled with myself and I am still currently wrestling with it. So I'm not coming from a place of like, hey, you should do this, okay? Uh, However, what do you do when you encounter somebody in your life? So it might be your personal or your professional life, or it could be, you know, those acquaintances that you see at the post office and the bank and the grocery store, or big one, social media, what do you do when you encounter somebody who is clearly wrong? Okay, I'm going to share with you three ideas. You might want to take notes for this one. And I promise you, listen, I promise you, you will be challenged by this one today. Okay. And when you take these three things into consideration, I also promise you, you will have less stress and more peace in your life. Okay, awesome. Enjoy. Okay, so what do you do when the other person is clearly wrong? So uh, this really stems from, I guess, a little too much time on social media on my part. Uh, lately, I've, as I've been in my intense state of healing the last couple of weeks, I've spent a lot of time on social media, much more than I typically spend. Uh, and there are two, I guess, issues that just keep coming up. One, obviously politics for those, you know, we have many people all around the world. Actually, let me just take this moment to say, hey, thank you so much for listening. We have 35,000 listeners now in, I think, 54 different countries around the world. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you showing up and passing this podcast along to others. I hope it gives you tremendous value. So for those of you who are not in the United States, I'm sure you're aware now, uh, I know the whole world knows, uh, we are in a presidential election. So politics has become very heated, which it always is. And also I'm noticing the, the idea of religion has become, you know, to the forefront as well. And sometimes they're interconnected and kind of heated and nasty discussions, I see a lot of people, quite honestly, uh, looking to be offended. Uh, I noticed this several days ago. I I had a friend who posted something and and I love her dearly, uh, but I had to kind of check her on this and say, I don't know. I I think you might be looking to be offended on this one. I I don't necessarily see it as a problem. And there were so many other people who were like, yeah, this isn't even an issue. And I said, you know, let's have a discussion. And as we were talking about it, you know, realizing with her like, oh yeah, I've, I've got my own issue. That's kind of clouding my judgment here. Right. But she was looking to be offended because she thought the other side, quote unquote, um, was, uh, trying to harm her in some way. Um, also this idea that you're not declaring noble intent. So what does that mean? You're not giving people the benefit of the doubt, right? Or trying to understand where they're coming from. So everybody has a view of politics and religion, uh, and it's formed by their past. 
Okay, it's formed by the environment they grew up in, the books that they've read, the media that they've been exposed to, you know, inputs and outputs. And if you can understand what were the inputs that this person had to create this belief, so again, coming from that, that place of being open, curious, and willing, you know, you can give that other person a benefit of a doubt and say, okay, their idea is not attacking me. And they, as a person, are not attacking me. They're just sharing their thoughts or opinions. Okay. Um, so it's interesting because I have had several friends that actually messaged me within the last five or six days telling me, Hey, listen, uh, FYI, I'm jumping off of social media. I'm, I'm taking a pause on all my accounts. One person said, I'm just deleting it all. I uh, can't take it anymore. You know, it's just kind of ruining my life, uh, in, in an effort to really gain this peace. And I thought, okay, I can totally relate to that. I can respect that for sure. And I also think, wow, that's so, um, I guess, drastic in my mind. Uh, but then, you know, for my own personal opinion, obviously social media plays a big part in, in my business. So I have a different thought about that. But it's kind of like taking something that could be used for good and saying, because there's not enough peace in my life when I'm around this and I can't kind of figure out how to have that peace with it here, I'm just going to ditch it. Okay. I also have other friends who they love a good fight. Okay. They call it a discussion, but they really like to fight. Uh, and I've noticed a pattern with these people, uh, that they, you know, will come on, let's say you post something, they'll come on and they'll tell you, first of all, how wrong you are. And then they'll tell you how right they are. And then when you say, listen, I'm not here to fight, they'll, they'll defend and say, well, I'm not here to fight either. We're just having a discussion. Well, I think we both have a different understanding of what's happening right now. Okay. And because social media is the, the format that it is, guess what? No real significant discussions with changes of mind or transformation are really going to happen, especially not with that really cute meme that you post or repost. Okay. So what do you do if you're on social media or you're in person with somebody, or maybe, you know, you're watching media of any type and you know that someone is wrong? Okay. What could we do? So first of all, let me just say again, all of these three things that I'm going to share with you are three things that are very near and dear to me because I have been struggling to uh, implement them in my own life. I've taught on some of these as well. So if you follow my work for any length of time, you've heard me talk about some of these. Uh, and these are all in alignment with leadership principles. Okay. So if you want to be a leader and an influencer and a person of character, in my opinion, these three tips or strategies or skills really are for you. Okay. If you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to, you know, if you're a teacher or a homeschooling parent, if you are, you know, a, a CEO, if you're a team member, listen, these are three skills you need to practice. Some of them are going to come easier to some people. Some of them I might describe and you go, oh yeah, I can do that. That's not a problem. Some of you, one or two of these is going to like rock your world a little bit. Okay. And again, you have a choice whether you want to enter into these or not. Totally up to you. All right. 
So the first thing, and these are skills, so they need to be practiced, okay? So some of them you might see are easy because you've had that practice before, okay? So the first thing is to be quietly right. So I typically do this little teaching when I do uh, any training on personality types, uh, there's a certain personality type, uh, the C-type individual, that just by, by their nature, they love to be right. Uh, they not only love to be right, they have to be right. And they know that they're right all the time. So if you live with one of these people or have been close to one of these people, their name and their face came right into your awareness when I said that, okay? If you are one of these people, you're like, yep, absolutely, that's me, Okay. If you're not one of those people, you're probably like, oh my gosh, yes, it's exhausting dealing with them, right? And these are also the people who tend to be a little more critical on social media, okay? Now, they're doing it for, for the, the help and the joy and the happiness of the world, okay? They really are trying to be helpful. They just do it in a way that might not be so helpful, okay? So being quietly right means that you are able to come into some situation or interaction and you can still have your opinion, but you don't have to say it. I know, wild and crazy idea, right? Um, I use this a lot with my, my children. All three of my kids have some sort of C in their personality profile. And so it's really important for them to be right. And oftentimes, I know that they're not right, especially when they were very young, you know, when, when something was happening and they're like, okay, this is my idea or this is my plan. And of course in my, you know, I've been around for a while, uh, I'd be able to, to say in my head, yeah, that's not going to work. But because I knew that they needed to work that out for themselves, I let them go ahead and do it, even though I knew that they were going to fail so that when they got to the end and they realized, oh my gosh, I failed on this, they could make adjustments. But if I were to swoop in and to save them from themselves and tell them, no, you need to do it this way. Well, first of all, I'm giving them advice that they don't want. And secondly, are they really going to learn what they need to learn? And by being quietly right, this allows you to uh, remain in a place of basically you let the other person preserve their dignity. Okay. It's a place of honor and respect. And quite frankly, it protects you in case you might not be thoroughly right. Okay. Which I know that's kind of a wild, crazy idea. And the reason why I say that is because I've had coaching clients before where we get to the end of our conversation and we're talking about action steps and somebody brings up an action step. And in my head, I'm going, yeah, no, that's not going to work. Right. Uh, but again, I want to preserve your dignity and give you honor and respect. And so I'm like, okay, great. Sounds good. I, I'll tell you this, that most of the time what happens is that they come back and they're like, yeah, I tried that and it didn't work. Okay, great. What did you learn from that? Right? So I'm, I'm valuing not only the person, but I'm valuing the process of them struggling and kind of working that out for themselves. And they're going to learn a lot, not just about what we were talking about, but also about, um, you know, the thinking process. So really, by allowing them to fail, instead of coming in and, and being their savior, uh, I'm allowing them to learn and grow at a, gr a deeper and faster level. 
And there have been some times where I was quietly right, where the person came up with an action step and in my head, I'm going, that's not going to work. Right. However, they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. And then they tell me all the ways it worked and I'm surprised. And guess what? I learned something in the process. Okay. So this idea of being quietly right, it protects you and it protects the other person. Uh, you know, how does that look on social media? That looks like you read it and you're like, yep, scrolling on. (laughs) Okay. Um, I've also been in conversations before where somebody will say something and I'm like, okay, I don't have the time or maybe the mental space to really think through this properly. So I'm just going to move on. Okay. Now, uh, you know, I would ask you to think about where are you at with this idea of being quietly right? Uh, you know, on a scale of one to 10, one being, you know, I never am quietly right. I always share my opinion and 10 being, I never share my opinion, which I don't know the 10 might be the, uh, you know, the, the case you still want to be able to share your opinion. Uh, but where are you at? Okay. And the second thing is accept their current level of perfection accept their current level of perfection. So let me clarify that because I hear all the time, well, nobody's perfect. And I I have a course called Life on Purpose, which we're going to be launching. I think we're launching it in December. Uh, I'll tell you more about it later, I'm sure. Uh, it's, It's an amazing course that actually goes through 12 different principles that really helps you to download these principles into your subconscious. So it changes your autopilot programming. It, it has changed my life. But anyway, in that course, one of the things that we talk about is this idea of perfection. You are perfect. And talking about how we are different levels of perfection. So if you, you say that you're an imperfect being, uh, anything after you say I am. So if you say I am not perfect, uh, then you're, you're speaking to your, your self image, your subconscious. And it says that you are not perfect. However, if you say I am at this current level of perfection, it allows you to honor where you're at right now and continue to grow, which is really what we want. Now, A great example that we see in nature is in our trees. So here where I am in the United States, we are in fall. So we are in autumn. It tends to be a little bit of a weird, in the morning, honestly, we have hard frost this morning. So we were below the freezing mark. By mid-afternoon, we're probably going to be into the 50s and 60s. And then a little bit later, we're probably going to be into summer-like. Uh, and this is normal for our area. This is, uh, I actually, the other day we had a 40 degree difference in our temperatures from the morning to the, to the high. So, uh, just the nature of being in Michigan, but the, the trees show us this idea of your current level of perfection. So for example, right now, uh, in our neighborhood, we have amazing fall colors. Uh, a friend of mine said this to me the other day, and I love how she said it. She said, my favorite color is October. And what she meant was her favorite color was all of the, the colors that pop out at this time. So if you were to look at trees in your neighborhood right now, and if let's say it's fall with all the colors, uh, are those trees perfect? Yeah, they're perfect in their time, Right. 
And if you were to look at the trees in the winter time when they've lost all of their leaves, are that is that a perfect tree? Some people might look at it and say it's less than because it doesn't have leaves on it. However, for its season, it's perfect. Same with spring. You know, you get the buds coming out and, and flowers and everything. Is that tree perfect for its time? In the summer when it's green everywhere, yes, it's perfect for its time. We can look at ourselves the same exact way. So rather than looking at ourselves, maybe, you know, we, we've come into a place in our life where, you know, uh, we're like a tree in, in the winter and, you know, we, we've had a failure or a mistake or an error. Instead of looking at that and saying, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. I'm a mistake. I'm an error. Look at it and say, whoa, I'm perfect for where I'm at right now. And guess what? I'm getting better. Okay. That's the idea of accepting your current level of perfection. So we're all learning and growing and on a journey. You know, when I hear people say something about common sense, you know, common sense is dead. Well, you know, common sense is a flower that doesn't grow in everyone's garden. And we all have different gardens. And common sense means that we all have had the same experience and the same background, and therefore we have the same thoughts. So common sense actually never existed. Okay. However, this accepting the current level of perfection is, is acceptance fosters growth. Okay. Gosh, that could be a tattoo right there. Acceptance fosters growth. Judgment. Okay. Telling somebody they're wrong fosters shame and guilt. Acceptance fosters connection. Whereas judgment fosters correction and disconnect. Okay. So, you know, when you are trolling social media or having conversations with people and they're saying something that's off, you know, you have a choice. Are you going to accept that person where they're at or are you going to basically attack them for what they're saying? This is really an opportunity for what I consider a miracle, okay? Um, the, the miracle is the acceptance. The miracle is not you changing a person's opinion, the miracle is you accepting them for who they are and where they're at right now. Now, this does not mean that you can't say anything. However, you want to say something if you need to and have the attitude of acceptance first. So, for example, the other day when I had my friend who was posting something and, and kind of looking to be offended and, you know, I reached out and I was like, okay, let's just have a conversation. I want to understand where you're coming from and then helping her understand, okay, this might be a little blind spot for you, but, you know, you, you think about it. At first, I had to check myself. What's my motive here? What's my intention for this interaction? And honestly, because I know this person really well, my intention was to understand, number one, um, to accept whatever they were at, because maybe I was missing something, right? And then also, if, as we were discussing, I realized it was a blind spot for her to, to challenge and encourage, but not to push and not to, you know, kind of tell her what to do either. And because we have a relationship, a connection, uh, she really appreciated that. Now, she didn't go take down her post and she didn't need to. That wasn't the point. It was, hey, could I, could I add just a little thought to this, right? But the point of it is that I checked my attitude and motive first before I said something. 
Okay. Cause I wanted to make sure that I, we were still in connection and relationship as opposed to being right. Okay. So where are you at with the, that one, accepting somebody's perfection level one to 10. All right. So the third one is being right versus more right. And I have done an extensive, extensive teaching on this one. I think I did another podcast on it not too long ago. I'll put our um, search engine link in there and you can um, type in the, the keywords more right and it should bring it right, right up for you. So I'm not going to tell you everything about it um, other than you know, when this is just a perspective change. So instead of looking at people as right or wrong, we can look at right versus more right. So again, it's an honoring, respecting, valuing kind of uh, philosophy. So this means that all perspectives matter. All perspectives matter, not just the people who agree with you. And all of the perspectives make up the whole. So for example, when we're looking at, you know, politics, okay, listen, you know, we've got all kinds of people that, that believe all kinds of different things. I have a a friend who's very active on social media, very active in the political world, uh, definitely has very strong opinions and beliefs. And he's kind of all over the place on different issues. And he readily admits, don't try to figure me out. I haven't figured me out. I just know this is where I'm at. Right. Uh, and so it's interesting to watch how he navigates and continues to stay in relationship with people. And, you know, I look at that and I'm like, okay, you can't pinpoint him in one camp or the other based on any one issue, but to look at all of what he brings to the table, you're like, okay, this, this is his makeup. This is his profile. Right. And realizing that no one side is right. Okay. But all of them together make it right. Okay. It's kind of like the idea if I were to, to get 10 people in a field and there's an elephant between us and I say, our job is to describe this elephant, but they're all the people are blindfolded. And I said, okay, from, from your point of view, you tell me what the, the elephant is. And one person is going to describe the elephant maybe based on the tail because that's where they're at. Another person is going to describe the elephant based on the trunk because that's where they're at, right? Maybe one person has a leg and describes it that way. So when I say describe the elephant to me and they all describe it, you know, they're going to be saying and using different words, right? And we're going to have a different picture. Now, one person, their description does not, they're right. They're absolutely right from their perspective. It doesn't make up the whole of the rightness though, does it? So together, when everybody comes together and you put all those descriptions together, now you can understand what the elephant is. Okay. So when people hang on this idea of like, I have to be, I am right. I know I'm right. Like, I don't understand why you think that you're right because I am right. Well, they're, they're, they are right. They're just not honoring and including other people's perspective that might make us all more right. Okay. Um, So if you listen, you might learn something rather than looking to be offended, rather than looking to, you know, attack somebody and make your side known, listen, might change your perspective just a little bit. One of the mantras that, that I learned on, I guess maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, and I actually had it on a post-it note that I put in my car. 
I put I matter, you matter, we matter. And I just reflected on that over a number of years till the thing faded away and I had to to get rid of it. And the point was, I matter. You know, my thoughts, my opinions, everything about me matters. Absolutely. You matter. All of your thoughts and all of your opinions and who you are, your beliefs, you matter. You matter not just because you're an individual, but you matter because we're all connected, right? And we matter. So everybody all put together matters. And when we come to the table and try to really understand the whole of the picture, we all get new awareness. Uh, this right versus more right thing has really worked in my, my household because, again, we've got a lot of C-type individuals who always think they're right. So it's nice to be able to say, okay, you're right. Absolutely. And guess what? You're right from your perspective. Absolutely. And you're right from your perspective. So what is the more right situation here? And helping my children come together and say, oh, well, okay, th- this makes more sense. Okay, so I can honor and value and respect each of them individually, and we can all have a greater awareness. Okay, so a couple, you know, thoughts to to really get you thinking about how to apply these things. Um, What is your goal for the interaction? Think about that. You're you're on social media, you're going to have this interaction or you're in a meeting or whatever. What's your goal for that interaction? Check your motive. Are you trying to be right or are you trying to be in relationship? And communication is more about your attitude and energy than it is your words. Most people focus on the words, especially on social media. I'm, what are the right words to, to tell you that you're wrong and I'm right? How can I convince you to come over to my side, right? When in reality, communication is about the attitude or the energy that you bring. Um, And for those of us who are more empathic, we can actually feel that energy, uh, even through written communication, like like texting or, or emailing or social media. Check your motive. Make sure you're in the right attitude. Um, And honestly, connection or separation is entirely your choice. That's up to you. I personally am on this journey to be and and feel more connected with all people, regardless of, you know, any differences we might have. Um, That might not be your goal. That's your choice. Okay. And there will always be somebody who thinks differently than you. I don't care who you are. It doesn't have to have anything to do with politics or religion. There's always going to be somebody who thinks differently than you. So what do you want to do about it? If you've never sat down and thought about that, that might be a good call to action for you today is to just sit down and say, how do I want to handle this when I am going about my day and I am not uh, in alignment with what the other person is thinking? How do I want to treat them? How do I want to, you know, honor myself and them? You know, maybe you want to pick one of these three things and say, okay, I'm going to practice that. But to go about life and think that everybody's going to agree with you is kind of insanity, honestly, in my opinion. So what are you going to do and who do you want to be when someone doesn't think the same as you? Okay. 
So, uh, you know, huge thank you for, for you joining us today. I hope this kind of scrambled your eggs a little bit and got you thinking. Uh, think about somebody who maybe you've had some, some wonky interactions with lately. Uh, do they need to hear this podcast episode? Uh, go ahead and share that with them because, you know, it's a, it's a great conversation starter. Okay. Um, if you're following us on social media, I will try to post this one, uh, on social media. And if you see it, go ahead and share it out. If you don't see it on social media, you can always hit the share button, uh, from wherever you're getting this podcast and share it to your social media too. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.